And let's welcome in Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association, who joins us once again here on Global News Radio. Dr. Smart, always appreciate your time. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, boosters for those over 18 starting January 4th here in the province of Ontario. That's the breaking news this hour. As Omicron grows, Dr. Smart, uh, does the rest of the country, do they need to follow suit here by opening up booster shots? I think it's going to be critical that we roll out boosters as soon as possible to Canadians over 18. The data that we're seeing on Omicron really suggests that people need those three doses um, and keeping our population vaccinated with, you know, excellent immunity is going to be critical in not having our hospital systems overwhelmed. Okay, if it's critical, uh, boosters are available for those over 50 here in the province starting Monday, of course, then 18 plus, as I mentioned, in the new year. If the next few weeks are really critical when it comes to the new variant, uh, is this staggered approach? Is it the best way forward? You know, January 4th is four weeks away. I'm not sure why the government is waiting to roll out boosters for that age group until then. We're seeing different things happen across the country. Some places it's available now for people 18 plus, other provinces are waiting. Uh, But I think, you know, the sooner we can get as many Canadians fully immunized, which I think means three doses of the vaccine is really critical. And going into the holiday period, it is very concerning because we know that it's likely people are going to be having more indoor social gatherings. With numbers increasing across the country, it is very concerning. And I think we need to pivot as quickly as possible to boosters. All right. Is the problem perhaps that we just need a little time to ramp up? Do you know uh, when it comes to mass vaccinations, which uh, we haven't uh, maybe done for some time? I know a lot of those mass vaccination clinics uh, were ramped up and then uh, ramped down, if you will. Well, we're certainly seeing a human health resource crisis across the country, and I'm sure that's factoring into the different governments' decision makings around timelines. We do not have a lot of healthcare staff available, and this is part of the issue is then how do we quickly scale up public health strategies like mass immunization on the background of not having enough people necessarily available to provide those? All right. uh, Two weeks ago, and uh, I think this really points out that time is critical and of the essence here, Dr. Smart, because just two weeks ago, Ontario did not have a reported case of Omicron. It now represents, we just heard Dr. Kieran Moore say in that press conference, approximately 10 percent, and he was expecting it to be 20 percent as early as next week. So how concerned are you? How concerned should we all be that Omicron will become the dominant strain soon? I'm very concerned. I think we see the writing on the wall. I think everyone's anticipating that that is what is going to happen here over the next few weeks to maybe to months, but perhaps weeks. And again, it just shows why it's so important to be able to be nimble and agile when we're pivoting to increase public health strategies um, as our systems really just do not have the capacity to be overwhelmed again. What is the biggest concern when it comes to the new variant becoming the uh, dominant strain? Uh, Is it the transmissibility? Is it the severity of the uh, symptoms, which uh, we're hearing? And again, this is just uh, early days, and I know a lot of medical uh, professionals and experts are trying to figure it it out, but we're hearing the symptoms may be less severe than, say, uh, Delta. But uh, what is the biggest concern when it comes to Omicron becoming perhaps the dominant strain? 
That's a great question. And as you said, we are still trying to understand exactly what all this means. But I think the real concern is if you have a variant that's more transmissible, which is what we think we're seeing with Omicron, the denominator of the number of people infected starts to increase. And even if overall the symptoms are mild, there will be people with severe disease. And of course, then it becomes a numbers game. The more people that are infected, and especially if that happens rapidly, there is more risk of having more people with severe disease or requiring hospitalization. And that, again, strains our system, strains our ICU capacity, contributes to increasing surgical backlogs and impact on other patients needing the system for non-COVID reasons. So I think it's really the transmissibility, that risk of those numbers of people with severe disease potentially increasing, that's very, very concerning. Yeah, could you give us an update, not only here in Ontario, Dr. Smart, but maybe right across the country when it comes to our healthcare system and the strain that's uh, it's been placed uh, under? Where are we currently right now? Because we know a few months ago, of course, we saw what was happening, say, in Alberta, and they were transferring ICU patients here to Ontario. Ontario was in that situation, transferring patients earlier on in the pandemic. Just where do we sit right now when it comes to ICU capacity and our healthcare system overall? Right now, I think we've seen an improvement uh, compared to where we were a few weeks ago in terms of ICU capacity across the country, but we're certainly not out of the woods yet. And again, what we're hearing from Dr. Tam today is the number of cases is increasing across the country. So we're in a growth phase again, and that is going to mean more pressure on our ICUs. And I think what's really important for people to understand is the pressures and the concerns are not only the ICUs for COVID patients, but it's the other impacts in the healthcare system, which has impacted many Canadians who have not been able to access care. We're seeing that in surgical backlogs, backlogs in diagnostic imaging, cancer screening, um, and that is very, very concerning. And the more the healthcare system has to pivot to continue to deal with high caseloads of COVID patients, the more those resources are not going to be available to other Canadians needing them. And to that end, and you mentioned Dr. Tam a moment ago, federal health officials urging caution earlier today for Canadians over the holidays. Uh, What's your best advice for those listening right now for the upcoming holidays? I think the best advice is we have to really seriously commit to the things that we know work. Wear a well-fitting mask, the highest quality mask you can have. Limit your social gatherings. Avoid crowded spaces. If you are not vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you're eligible for your booster, get your booster. I think if we can all stay the course on this, we can get through the holidays safely um, and really avoid overwhelming our healthcare system yet again. Yeah, let me ask you just uh, finally here about uh, boosters and vaccinations and shots, because another big headline today is Raptors president Masai Ujiri, who has tested positive after being fully vaccinated and receiving a booster. And as well, Dr. Smart, uh, yesterday, more than half of the cases reported here in Ontario were breakthrough COVID. What, if anything, should we take from all of that? The data is showing us that you are six times more likely to get COVID if you are not immunized. So we will definitely see breakthrough cases, but there is still much more risk if you are unimmunized. Of course, the more the overall population becomes immunized, the more we will see that that percentage of people with breakthrough will be immunized because they just represent a larger group of Canadians. But I think what's really clear and important to understand is that the vaccines provide excellent protection against hospitalization and severe disease. And that is an incredibly important metric. Um, So we don't want to be, I think, distracted by the fact there's some breakthrough infections. It's confusing people about how well these vaccines work. It's very clear people in hospital, people in ICU are predominantly 
unvaccinated. So getting vaccinated, getting your booster is the right thing to do. All right, doctor, appreciate your time on this Friday and enjoy your weekend. Thanks so much. Dr. Catherine Smart, head of the Canadian Medical Association. And that does it for our time on this Friday. Thanks as always for yours. Have a great weekend yourself. I'm Jeff MacArthur. I will see you Monday morning at nine on the morning show on global television and keep it right here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.